and welcome to the Authentic Feminine Ecstasy podcast, a place where we explore our innate intimate freedom. And in this episode, I like to be exploring with you the possibility of entering our day in a state of receptivity, in state of undefendedness. And when we hear these words, surely there is a voice that says, hey, wait a minute, you don't know about my life, the amount of hostility, aggression, or unwelcoming spaces I walk into. And the reality is that we all come into this world and we feel less than received. And that teaches us to defend from the possible judgment and attack that might be coming our way and to protect our vulnerability. And of course, we see everyone else around us doing the same thing. And as we all know, vulnerability is something that we guard tooth and nail, and everybody around is well armored. It's like we're going around like, you know, with different suits that even can look like teddy bear suits, but they are just protection of that vulnerability that in our patriarchal times, we have turned it into victimhood. And as I said in earlier episodes, the victim persecutor is the name of the game and how we turn this victim that has no choice into vulnerability and this persecutor into power. And I've been building through all sorts of different ways through the elements and recently I've been talking about relationship and going into the erotic and the choice of what it means to enter this play with another. So, so far, I haven't brought somebody to interview yet, although this is my intention. I'm trusting the timing of it. So I am wanting to continue on this vein of vulnerability and power as the deepest walk, the truest walk that we can have in order to receive all what we want to receive, all that what our hearts long and yearn for. Because let's face it, when we walk in this state of defense and falseness that inevitably arises from it, it just drains us and we come home and we kick our shoes off and we take our suits and our kind of uniforms, the different kinds of uniforms that we wear and we feel drained. Or we are hoping to go out there and find somebody that is easy enough and suitable for us so that we can open windows to our armor. Hey, and that's nothing to judge us for. What else can we do, mortals, in this dimension in which the way in which we expand is contrast and our dear parents and environment and teachers didn't role model anything else but that an authentic face 
and that defended vibration. So here we go. My invitation is to step into spring, step into this time, the season of abundance where life begins to pop through the earth after having been quietly in the dark, perhaps like parts of us have been in the same way, underneath, quiet, even though our society carries on regardless what's happening in the natural cycles of life. Something in us is deeply affected by the environment, by the cosmos, by the moons, by the astros, by the weather, by the cycles of spring, summer, winter, autumn. And here we are. Some of us have survived this winter, which has been interestingly challenging in so many ways for so many of us. And now it's like the masks are down and the sun for some of us <laughs> is up or at least that movement of the earth of bringing fertility, the fertility rituals that happen inside. And I personally feel that when this time of the year comes, I feel it in my body. I feel an ease of power and eroticism moving through me. I hope I'm not the only one. I'm sure you're also experiencing this if one stops long enough to feel it. So the other day, it was absolutely gorgeous here, although right now it's raining. And it was quite early in the morning, soon after sunrise. And I was walking in the mountain with my two Irish setters. And it was absolutely exquisite. It was one of these nights that I slept so deep and true and I felt so rested. And I walked on the earth and I kicked my shoes off and I felt ready to receive the beauty, not to look at the beauty, but to allow it in, to not be an expectator, but a participator and a part of this absolute exquisite moment. And was that moment exquisite in itself? No. Is I had the willingness to feel it, to see it, not be in my mind thinking and passing through the beauty and making a comment, oh, that's so beautiful, from that distant observer but I actually dropped through the screen of my mind and I was taken into this expansion of that beauty was inside me and I was part of it. And I really like to say I am not a special human being. If I am, we all are. We are all absolutely unique and special. But the thing is, we have a program that impairs us to receive the pulse of life. And we are 
in a state of deficiency. And that state of deficiency, the mind, our poor mind, which is full of information, has to be on overdrive to survive, to make sense, because there isn't the connection and the permeability for it to find rest and for it to not be trying to figure it all out and make decisions from a place of disconnection because, as we all know, the mind can't feel. But the mind is very useful because it accumulates information. It's like a tape recorder. But if that's what we're going to be using to journey through this experience we call life, it's going to be pretty dry. So the invitation is to step into your day and begin with the life phenomena around us, your trees, whatever it is that you see, or even if it's not a life, nature, natural thing, but a man-made thing, and to allow yourself to not defend in front of it, to, to notice it, to allow it to impact in you. And that would be a warm-up towards the proposal that I'm bringing, which is to not defend in front of circumstances and situations that arise in our daily life. Let me give you an example. So during the Easter holidays, I was invited to an Easter gathering. And as I was preparing to go there and gathering my chocolate eggs and all the things that one brings to an Easter gathering, I felt my resistance already to go there, to be there. First of all, because I knew that there was going to be some people that I find um, difficult to be with. And also because parts of me didn't want to be in such gathering, but I have made a choice and I have given my word that I was going to be there. So I was, I was preparing for the journey, which was about an hour and a half drive from where I was. I decided to explore the possibility of entering into this gathering completely open and undefended from all the things that I imagined that were going to be uncomfortable for me or difficult to manage. So I prepared my journey with the many practices I have to make sure that my front line was going to be soft and receptive in the same way that I did the other day when I was walking in nature and I was taken by this beauty. So I parked my car, although I had some butterflies in my stomach, eggs in hand, and there I walk into the house, which clearly parts of me, my younger parts of me, felt vulnerable and unsure about being in that crowd. So as I rang the bell, still felt a exhilaration, which is a mixture of fear and excitement of whether I was going to be able to be in this gathering in the way I had said to myself I wanted to enter and create a space of fun for myself rather than a chore that I had to do and leave feeling quite 
exhausted by it. So the door open and I deliberately soften all my front line, especially my heart area. And as they came to greet me or say hello or the different people I was encountering as I walked into the space, I kept not defending from the difficult feelings that I feared to feel because ultimately that's what we're defending. We're defending from feelings that had already happened before and these kind of situations or people may bring them again. This is the gift and the curse of memory. And what was extraordinary was that as I was totally open to whatever was going to come and I didn't kind of have to make any effort to talk or to do things to cope with the situation, I felt that people were really welcoming and the field that I feared and I imagined was going to be there. It just softly changed. And although still it was an environment in which I wouldn't particularly want to spend time in, but in that state of undefendedness, something else happened. Because as I opened, I began to receive gifts, little gifts from different people and connections and conversations that usually I would miss because I would be on my role, on my defended state. So this is a little example of what I mean by walking into situations that we dread, that we feel fearful, like going to talk to our boss or, or a place in which you have to ask something and fear of rejection or, or when there is upset between people and you feel like you have to brace yourself and put your seatbelt on, <laughs> almost like to protect from the feelings that you fear that may arise inside you. So this is my invitation as the spring is here and the sap is rising, which I love this word in Spanish, which is called la savia. La savia means the wise one. And to let that wisdom that comes deep from the center of the earth, that wisdom that makes us want to do the rituals of fertilization and take enough stock and enough power, which we've been talking about in earlier episodes, this power buried in our historical rage, and to enter the lover, which I talked in the episodes of the water element, and to allow this flowing, juicy energy that happens between you and anything else that's in front of you. And yes, even those things that you inherently learn to reject, defend, and protect. So you can say, wait a minute, if a policeman comes <laughs> to put me a fine, if somebody comes to aggress me, do I just, you know, smile and enter the receptive mode? It's like the Jesus, you know, put the other cheek. No, 
that being in the receptive mode doesn't mean being stupid or being a false compassion as an idea, but it's an inner willingness to have the zoom lens in your heart and to keep adjusting forward, closer, further away, like we do in zoom lenses, so that you are alive with it and you keep changing moment to moment. And actually, I want to go back to the police thing because it's happened to me that I've been stopped and I tend to get stopped by speeding. I am a natural speeder. That was a couple of years ago. And I chose to completely receive him in what I consider arrogant behavior and superiority and I am right and you are wrong and this kind of dynamic. And I just received him as if any beautiful man would come towards me in the car and I bring the window down and he wants to ask me something. And you know what? He let me go. This was a moment of miracle. And I mean, you can practice it with your local policeman and see how it goes. But what I'm saying is, let this spring be a good excuse. After so much lockdown, after so much mask, after so, after so much fear to bring our mask down, enter the receptive mode and put down at free will and to allow in the spring in you and let the new life come through. Let this be an opportunity for a new beginning, for washing away all of the fears and tensions and there to trust and receive and allow the beauty that is in many shapes and in many colors and to let yourself be surprised of what happens as you step out there even if you are the only one, and let your front line soft and receptive and fall through the screen of your mind that tells you, defend and be perfectly self-contained and invulnerable and, of course, untouchable. So here we are. Is this spring for you the time to risk-taking the armor, the suit of armor? and step into your life with the power, with the courage, with the strength that is inside you already as we let the ground hold us, as we let the fire burn, as we let the waters flow and as we trust into the cosmic intelligence to lead us into the magical day that we know is here for us. So, beloved listeners, let's continue this conversation and I'm really trusting that I'll be bringing shortly some other voices to continue this inquiry of taking hold of our sovereignty and living from the intimate freedom we are. Mm-hmm.